What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Let me pull up, me pull up my intro page and I can remember Welcome. all my stuff yeah, I'm supposed I to tell you. Welcome. 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 This Welcome. is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the podcast. If you've, not checked, us out, <laughs> if you've not checked us out on all the social medias via the Facebook or the Instagram or the... Um, the Twitter. We are at HMOA number six PACK. We can be emailed directly at um, HMOA number six PACK at gmail.com. We can be found on iTunes. We can be found on Google yeah. Play. Hopefully, by the time you hear this yeah. episode. Whoop. Hopefully. And waiting a couple other sources, but we're, we're getting out there, folks. So tell your friends and uh, tell like, share, listen, repeat. And your friends, goldfish, goldfish. Like, listen, share. Like. Subscribe to it on your mom's phone. Don't tell her. What's all this notification? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Do Follow it. us on Facebook. We uh, we we link we link the episodes. We are on our host site Podomatic, which we can be found there. They have an app too, which I was told was only available on Apple devices. But who knows? No, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, mean, I keep I, getting I the, just the ad it for directly. it. Yeah, I keep getting the ad for it. Me too, but yeah. I keep getting the ad for it on. I think the, the important thing is off of it, the important thing is we are out there and you can listen to us on multiple sources and multiple devices. Yes, listen to him. Yeah. Not yes. us, just him. Yes. And yes. our show content can be found on our Podomatic episode web pages, and it can be found on Facebook. Like we're trying, uh, we're trying diligently to uh, keep you up and informed with uh, our ongoings Deformed. and our, our our shenanigans. Tom Foolery. Foiled. We are. We have a full house today. We have all three of our fantastic panel of hosts. Booyah! Yeah. Anything else to say at the beginning? No. Maybe. Once upon a time, in a land far, <laughs> far away. You shall not pass. Called Massachusetts. Pretty good episode <laughs> lined up for you today. I guess we'll start with like some news, but at first, I would actually like to bring up what I call a crisis situation. Uh-oh. Crisis situation. You just wanted to use it. Yeah. Well, this is a crisis you situation. You found it. This is serious. Like, you haven't, like... I found this, like, two New Year's Eve ago. Yeah, I guess who used it more? Me. Eat everything in the ashtray. Eat everything in the ashtray. <laughs> Even the ashes? <laughs> That's the best part. Talk, oh, wait. So... What, what are we talking about? Flashback. Crisis situation, guys, in the world. Crisis. Absolute heavy metal crisis situation in the world. Heavy metal meltdown crisis situation. That's what I'm calling this. Now I gotta hear this. Heavy metal headlines. England is having an issue where they are running out of food grade CO2. Food grade CO2? It's said to be because of the World Cup is happening. Why this is happening, why this is important, England could very well run out of tap beer. Oh boy. There could not be beer available in England. The Great Britain is going to run out of fucking beer. They thought the soccer hooligans were pissed off before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Evidently fueling their sport, so. <laughs> Oi! <Wow. laughs> 
I can fake injuries too. That's a crisis situation because I, I would like to. Red card, no green card, <laughs> yellow card. Almost every English beer I've ever, Uno. I've ever <laughs> had. Like I skip lo- go. <laughs> I love English beer. I love Newcastle. Mm-hmm. They have some good beers. They, they have some great beers. I'm a big fan. Well, that's, that's and they're gonna run out of beer in England. Can you imagine? The, the influx off. into Ireland to drink Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Guinness is going to be like off the chart. Yeah, Guinness is a uh, nitro. That's not even that's not even CO two. Well, I think in in it, it, they do use CO two, but it's a different. It's nitro. You have to have a special. It's tap. a nitro tap. Is it? Yes, sir. So like the the big barrels and whatever, where it's like lukewarm and all the nerds. See, I could have sworn that in certain bars I've been to. Um, well, not, have, not everybody knows how to do the CO2 for Guinness. Well, you need to have a special tap for like the Guinness and that, that style stout because all of your other taps are going to be run off of, um, of CO2. The Guinness tap is run off of nitro. That's why if you actually take a Guinness can and you pour it properly where you actually tip it directly into your glass and let it fill up, it doesn't overflow because it's, it's not pressurized by CO2. Mm-hmm. Nitrogen doesn't bubble over, it just foams. Does that have to do with the actual nitros? Oh. Okay, because, well, like, when you have a nitro, nitro they tell you to vigorously, like, pour it yeah, in your yeah, glass yeah. like an asshole. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. <laughs> you vigorously pour, because what you actually want, you want that separation. Sure. You want that cloudy, cascady. Oh, I just, I just read this pour, thing, you had you, to, like, it's a thing. Right, if you pour a Guinness like an asshole... And you don't get like that cascadey thing, like it's like you're gonna yeah, tip your glass like the 45 degrees and like not like it. It's like well, you just it ruined looks that. like some kind of metallic. Well, you just ruined that can of Guinness. That's pretty much all yeah. that is. They need the swirly bottle like Miller did. Yeah, that'll, that'll fix everything. <laughs> or what is it? The uh, the Miller can has like the little thing to punch open. So I guess good news for the UK. Like you're okay if you. So have, you can shotgun them faster. You're okay if you have Guinness, but if you have any other beer, you're gonna run out of CO2, mm-hmm. man. They're gonna run out of beer. If if America ever said bubbly that, beer. Like, if Massachusetts ever said that we're running out of beer? That'd be a second. <laughs> See ya. Out. Like, <laughs> Bye. Boston Tea Party. Don't even care. Boston, Boston Beer, beer Party. party. <laughs> I'd be out of here. I don't, Fuckers I would, would be on the fucking piers I'll just go back throwing to, I'll fucking go, Miller Lite right out into the fucking... <laughs> I'll go back, I'll go back to... Natty ice. I'll go, <laughs> <laughs> take your Natty Ice. Take your Natty Ice. I'll go back to Puna Cana. I'll drink Presidente for friggin'. <laughs> a little <ever>. Corona. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I love I love Mex- Mexican style too. That's a good thing about Carolina, like the breweries down there. Like they do like the the, the Mexican style, like the cerveza. Yeah. Uh, they do they do cervezas and like their their breweries, which is like that. That's neat because we that's do we, cool. we just do IPA and heavy shit up here. Like you you get full up here. Yeah. Down there you they they want you to go out in the water. They're like get out there, get on the water. Go do enjoy, a, do go, a bar crawl. Go enjoy that beach. I'm not gonna kill you here. You enjoy your day. Uh, up here, you're like, have two. Uh, I gotta go lay down in the car. You're pretty much. Somebody call me an Uber. Uh, <laughs> what you did is, is one of the ones is like, <clears throat> that you go on the tour and you get like the free samples like afterward, and you're like on your fourth one. You're like, would you like another? I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, you guys mind you stopping? Like, peanuts or chips that I can just, just eat? I don't know if I've ever, I, I can't remember if I've ever talked about this on the air, uh, on the air, but um, Harpoon is like that as well. If you go to is Harpoon it, in yeah, Boston, just, you get like a 25 minute free for all in like a tap room in like the back where they no, have like everything. Wow. They have everything that they've ever made, but they used, they did these awesome combinations and they were all to the names of uh, Star Wars. Yeah. So you can get like an Imperial Stormtrooper. You can get the Darth Vader, and you get the Jar Jar. There's um it's all water. these combinations were actually water. Because I remember after Old the tour, water. after the tour, I actually went to like the tap room and I was like trying to order some of these. Like, yeah, we don't have that up. We don't have that up here. I'm like, well, it's back there. Just go I get them. I want that one. I want a stormtrooper, man. That was awesome. I want it from the tap. That's my news, man. England's gonna run out of beer. It's a catastrophe. So we need to. It's not New England. We need to band together as people and get get England some fucking beer. Send them some CO2. It's not a case of Budweiser. They'll they'll they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll fix everything. Uh, here, have some piss warm chongo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's my urine. Essentially. 
I've heard this rumor before. I heard I heard European Budweiser is different from American Budweiser, and I hear it's actually pretty awesome. Well, it'd, the, it'd probably have to be. I feel I, like I mean, well, you look at you look at Guinness because Guinness out there is well Ireland, I guess, but it's served warm. Here it's not. I, yeah. I suppose it depends. The yeah, it's supposed to be a good 55 degrees, man. You, right. you don't need a nice cold Guinness. It's literally in a wooden container, like yeah. room temperature. Oh, I would love to go to Dublin. Mm. My mom said it was actually pretty decent. Like she mm. hates Guinness, but having it even when it's warm, yeah. just I mean, when they make it themselves, a properly it's from poured them. on Correct. tap, like Guinness. it's actually like taken care of. I would it's love. Stuff. It's not some random ass person tour, like, hey, yeah. here's your beer. Start a GoFundMe page. Send Marcus to Guinness. <laughs> Chances are you'll never have to hear from me ever again because I might not leave. We'll be doing the podcast remotely. I'll be that bum that's like outside the factory. Guinness. <laughs> not my, even money. <laughs> with my mug. Who will yeah. work for Guinness? <laughs> just give it. Just give me a half a pint. Half a <clears> pint. <throat> Please. Just give me a taste, lad. <laughs> Need a sippy sippy. <laughs> They'd figure me out in a day. They'd be like, you're French. Get out of here. <laughs> nice try, buddy. <laughs> All right, that's my distraction to start the show. UK, no beer. Thoughts and prayers, guys. Fucking crisis. Now, speaking of thoughts and prayers, we all know we lost a legend a few days ago. Yes, yeah. Mr. Vinnie Paul, unfortunately. Mm. Being a drummer, as myself, you know, we all... <clears throat> all our respect. All our I just, thoughts and prayers. I don't even... I, the details come out about this story yet. I don't think I, so, know, no. I know they haven't released anything, and the family has like request, requested the... <clears throat> the thing was, 45 minutes in, it was like Pantera, like, Facebook page that posted it first. Yeah. No one else. Well, well he was like, still... He was like, not with, with Paul Gray. Like, they were the first. and Even Gore, with their lead singer, they were the first to, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought him and Phil were still were still pretty okay. Like I didn't I didn't think that was a that was a negative breakup by any means. No, I didn't think so either. Because he's been with the hell yeah, for which is. Man. Well, I mean, you know, hard to go back without. That's the part because I mean I, I, I'm pretty sure they're still out there touring. That's why. Like, yeah, the, I mean, the, the we, details I saw of, him. Like, not, well, we saw him when we went to see Five Figure. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not huge on Hell Yeah. I'm not. A, I mean, I would much take Mud Vein over. Cause that has nothing to do with Vinnie Paul. That has a lot to do with. What's his name? That guy. Other things. Anyway, so I have the 10 albums that has changed his life. Okay. I seem to do a lot of top 10s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my yeah, news yeah, thing. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, I figured this would fit the bill being the yeah. fact of. Hey. Um. Okay, like misty eye. Okay, this is. You're gonna go to so it goes by questions, essentially. This is the so, one he was listening so to when this, he passed away. Well, this like, is actually the first album that he had sex to. If you can't know oh. this. Okay, we're good. It would be ACDC Back in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Hey, look. Um, yeah. right. He said, uh, probably to ACDC, the first chick I had sex with, everybody. At the party, gang banged. There were about eight of us. Okay. I was number six. Um, you in the back room, blah, blah, blah. High five, it's your turn, bro. Whatever. Okay. I, I, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, number two. The first album I ever bought was Kiss Alive. Oh, God. Casablanca, 1975. Uh, he said that the record meant the world to him. It was crazy. As soon as I heard it, it was the album that made me want to play drums. Peter Chris' drum solo on there is insane. You could hold the 12-inch album up and look at them on there and just go. Fits the times, man. I mean, Homeboy was uh, 54. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which, by the way, that's awesome. 54 and still out there freaking killing it. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. I mean, you know. One can only hope. Alcohol lubricates the knees. Gives me hope that I'm not like too old. I have that fear sometimes, you know. Yeah, you know, man. <laughs> Fuck you, talking about. Um, so next one. Skateboard, move. Make me look younger. <laughs> next one is I break the speed limit too. Slayer, Rain and Blood. Of course, you can't drive fast when you're not listening to the record. 
You gotta be careful when you put that on in the car, because you'll get a ticket. <laughs> this quote. Let's see, the not album that should not be is Peter Chris, All for One. <laughs> <laughs> Megaforce, 2007. Uh, uh, yeah. He said that this was a tough one to answer. Uh, I guess the Hot in the Sheet album by Kiss didn't turn out so good, did it? Yeah, not so much. Uh, the last Peter Chris solo album, it was a total turn for the worse. <clears throat> I've never heard it myself, I can only imagine. It's Peter Chris solo. Going I mean... to Family Guy. Not even Peter Chris wants to be Peter Chris. Ace Frehley is the only one that, like, had decent music some, he did solo. He solo stuff, right? Hey, yeah. Frehley's coming. Okay, yeah. Good stuff. That's like, a, I actually, actually I enjoy it better than Kiss. God, I think I heard that in Junior High. <laughs> really? Uh, the album I Wish I Made is Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. Good album. Jet 1981. Uh, it was produced by one of my favorite producers, Max Norman, and the fucking sound of that record was incredible. It was very influential. Randy Rhodes days. Mm-hmm. Like the original, like old. Yeah. <laughs> the album yeah. that I want to be remembered for is Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. That a boy. <laughs> that a boy. All the albums are great, and I'm really proud to be part of all of them. But I think the one that people will never forget at Terra Four is Cowboys from Hell. That's a fuck yeah, right? Every there. fan knows that song. I mean, for the picture of us on that bar, they took the photos of us individually and placed them on there, so it wasn't even like a full. Which is kind of weird, but whatever. It said, if you look closely, you can see they cut the headstock off of Dime's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> For all you words, Waldo fans. Boy, was he pissed. <laughs> <clears throat> a kid asked me what metal is. I hand them a copy of Judas Priest Painkiller. Mm. If you want to hear pure fucking metal, that's age alone. Listen to Painkiller. <laughs> that, that's, that's where the age is kicking in. Uh, that plus British Steel is what metal is all about. When those records hit, man, they were fucking slamming. Is actually his... his uh, Priests are great songs. They probably get the most badass singer in the fucking world. The metal god himself, Rob Helford. Mm. Uh, the album I want played at my funeral, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> it's kind of a turn there, but it's a great album. Don't get me wrong. Interesting. I mean, yeah, that's I, like most of the big guys, too. 1989. 88, 89. Uh, I'd want people to celebrate what we've done and the fact that we've had a great life. I wouldn't want my funeral to be sad. Well, you're going to welcome to the jungle it. I'd have the whole album, but Paradise City and Welcome to the Jungle would give off a positive vibe. Yep. <clears throat> happens when you get to, like, Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> sweet Child of Mine's on Appetite, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. That'd be kind of sweet. Um, no one will believe... I'd cry my eyes out if November Rain came on. <laughs> No one would believe I own a copy of Enigma, Love, Sensuality, De- uh, Devotion. Good album. The greatest hits. I like it. And he says that he loves Enigma. Everything they've ever put out is just the most soothing and mind-reliving music I've ever listened to. French band. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. After listening to Slayer and being part of Pantera and Hell Yeah, when you get in your bunk at night and you don't want to put on Rain and Blood and try to go to sleep... <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. The best album artwork. Pantera, Far Beyond Driven. Uh, The album cover really became a trademark staple for Pantera. It's like the kind of weird skull with something in his head. Oh, yeah. Rebar screw or something. Uh, we want to take this thing to another fucking level. <laughs> you can clearly tell he's a Pantera. You know. Which we did with the music. The label wouldn't let us use that cover, so we said, let's put it right in the dude's head. <laughs> the first idea was a drill bit going into an asshole. Ow. So that's why they did the, the head instead of the asshole, I guess. Ow. And that is the, uh, the top ten albums for... 
Alright. Mr. Vinny Paul. Uh, rest in peace, bro. Mm-hmm. con Dios. Now he's up there with uh, his brother. Mr. Dimebag. Mm-hmm. Crazy the last couple of years, man. Like, oh, yeah. It, crazy doesn't even and like, cover like, it. And, like, we're, big we're short selling it with crazy. Social media is killing them all. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Don't get me started, but the same. I was going to go with pharmacists, but... Pharmacists? I blew the schools. <laughs> So our uh, I'll be over here watching videos. Our main topic watching. today, uh, something a little different. Um, we decided to do what is called insert sound here. Evolution. We evolve. Evolution. We grow. This is heavy metal over a second time. Artist evolution. Artist evolution. So we'll so we'll each take um, an artist of our of our choosing, and uh, we'll kind of go through their their evolution from step one and see how the the music has changed, whether for the good or the bad. Um, I like how you threw that part in there. Go to the bad. Yeah. Because sometimes I mean. Change isn't always good. Always sad after this research. I will. I will start our topic. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, Atreyu. They're, they've uh, they've definitely gone in multiple directions. They've taken the different um, paths, if you must. We'll actually start in 1998. Um, they were originally named Retribution. Was actually the original name of them. But they changed the name to Atreyu after the character of, as we all know, Michael Eads' fantasy book, The Never Ending Story. I love that movie. Atreyu! Atreyu! I love that movie. Absolutely. They actually released in 1998 um, a seven track EP. My number was wrong. Uh, called Visions. Um, it surprises me that it was 98. The only uh, the only way that I found said album is actually um, through YouTube. They don't actually um, throw it on the uh, the streaming nonsense, and it was actually given out at their live performances. Um, it's much different. It's it's, it's all screaming. Um, it's very heavy. It's very fast. It's not you don't really know what's going on. But after that, their second release was a short five-track EP titled "Fractures in the Facade of Your Porcelain Beauty." Which is released by Underground, uh, labeled uh, Tribunal. Um, sorry, Trib- Tribunal Records. A few of the tracks actually was in their later releases. Uh, Living each day is you're already dead. Tulips are better, and uh, I believe someone standing on my chest are all ones off their their next one. But um, a letter to someone like you and taking back every word I say were the two that didn't actually make it, and they're actually honestly my favorite off the EP. But uh, after that was released, they signed with Victory Records in 2001. And their uh, most acclaimed work will actually be coming from Victory. Uh, 2002 was their actually first full-length album, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. And uh, their drummer, which is one of the major reasons I like Atreyu, is because their drummer does all the clean, all the choruses. And being a drummer myself, to sing and play both is extremely, extremely difficult. I've tried it myself. It's very hard. You don't realize how much breath you're using to physically move. I don't understand how a lot of musicians play the instrument and sing at the same time. Any instrument. Right. It's 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 all in the coordination and how your how your body that whole like rub your tummy happy. Like I play triangle. Ding 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 <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> Think about him being like the drummer though. Like he kills. Oh yeah. Vocals. And he like full blown like not even and, like, like a little not... bit. I mean he full blown chorus. We've seen him. I've like seen him twice. I don't like, know if you've seen him beforehand. Before uh, show. Uh, Paradise was the, was the only, my only, okay. my only a trade so, yeah, experience. You know. But, I mean, like he, he's like full out playing. I mean, he's... Uh, and the, the, the trained drummer over here can probably tell you about like his, his actual drumming technique. But, I mean, there's nothing remedial going on here. But he's, he's able to hit mm-hmm. like actual beautiful vocals, to be completely honest. It's just and, impressive. It's 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 incredible. It really it's it is talented. And that, and that's talented the main dude. thing too. 
Um, my personal thing with Atreyu is that one, they've pretty much kept their lineup almost all their way through. They had uh, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses that actually had a different bassist. But after this album, they've actually kept the same lineup the entire time, even until today. And how many albums do they have? Six, I believe. Okay. I believe six. Um, seven, I think, including their, uh, their covers album. But I mean, in all in all, like, and this is going slightly off topic, not even off topic, but my personal thing, is the reason I like Atreyu is, is that every member has, is talented. Mm. The drummer being able to sing, his voice is phenomenal, even with the side work, uh, Hell or High Water. I mean, they're, you know a lot of this stuff. Um, he's very good at what he does, and to do both. He's a great writer, also. He, like, he, he can, the, the dude just writes music. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's when awesome. he was with Atreyu, he wrote a lot of the songs okay. for Hell and High Water. And I like how he like he, he came up with like a side part, not to not to yep, no, vary away from Atreyu, but like like Hell or High Water was like his stuff that like he knew wouldn't fit the Atreyu crowd, but sure. it's stuff that he still wanted to produce. So he came up with Hell or High Water. I'm a huge fan of Hell or, Hell or High Water, and like even that stuff is like still awesome. It's mm-hmm. still very uh, techn- technically savvy with like the guitar. He surrounded himself with like some great talent there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Agreed. he's phenomenal. It's just. Brennan is very getting goosebumps. Again. Mind you, he had his second, his uh, his this wife just had her second sure. child. So hey, congratulations, bro. Yeah. Um, Alex, your lead singer. <laughs> Do another tour. You can get some sleep. Uh, Alex, your lead singer, is phenomenal. His his scream vocals are, I mean, what makes a Treyu? Uh, he went actually on a on a side uh, when their little hiatus with uh, a band called. Well, they created a band with the. Um, Bleeding Within is the other, uh, I believe, the guitarist he kind of set up with. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you can just tell it's him. Like, his vocals, his screaming, you can tell it's Alex. It's unique. It is. Even for a scream, because screams are kind of like, you can kind of, you know. But his is, his is pretty pretty unique. Um, their guitarist, um, Dan Jacobs, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's the lead, right? Yes. Yeah. He's like four foot two. I was gonna say he's like four. He's like four foot nothing. But he's got like he's say. got the bloodstained guitar, and he's phenomenal. Even um, Travis Miguel, their uh, their other guitarist. Is, I think, what, I think when we saw him, he, he played like four of the songs like with his guitar behind his head. Yeah. Okay. He's very good. Like he just propped it up there and just like just kept rolling with it. And uh, Mark McKnight is their other guitarist with the beard, the redhead. He's actually a photographer on his side, and I got a high five from him. At his last, <laughs> when we saw them, I have the video to prove it. I got a pick somewhere from a, uh, from a uh, Mr. Dan Jacobs. From uh, Dan Jacobs, Bob, if you're listening, Give I know you move. I know you moved, but <clears throat> I've been uh, ridiculed endlessly for uh, letting you borrow my Atreyu pick. Give it back. <laughs> anyway, going back to. To their uh, evolution. <laughs> uh, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses, 2002. Uh, one of the, the the big singles, Ain't Love Grand, which I think most people know if, you, if you've followed the Atreyu, and Lip Gloss and Black, I believe are the two, two big names. Someday I'm going to be able to play this clean. <clears throat> um, the letter video, uh, Lip not. Gloss and Black, was actually played on a Headbangers Ball and Uranium in 2003. So that Wait. gave some uh, initial mainstream attention. Headbangers Ball was still going in 2003. Yep. Mm. I guess so. <clears throat> 2003. Um, MTV2, bro. When they actually played music. MTV2. And it wasn't Jersey Shore. I think Headbangers Ball's on now. It is now. I thought they brought it back. Maybe. I was going to say, like, there's, there's yeah, been like I a resurgence. Like, I think and it still it back. exists. The home TV raps too, so it probably plays at like Sunday night at like one <laughs> thirty. Yeah, when no Saturday, one's actually Saturday watching. Saturday nights, twelve thirty a.m. <clears throat> but anyway, don't let us see really. Um, the second album, which is actually my favorite, The Curse, uh, two thousand four, sold f- four hundred and fifty thousand copies. They were uh, they were featured on the soundtrack to the film Mister and Mrs. Smith, with a cover of Bon Jovi's. You give love a bad name. Now, which is funny because I watched an interview with them semi-recently that this is actually the most requested song on all of the tours. The the cover? Yep. Huh. They were also uh, featured on the soundtrack of Underworld with uh, uh, Underworld Evolution is the whole right. deal. Her Portrait in Black 
which I can't find anywhere. YouTube is the only place I found it. It's actually one of my like favorite Atreyu songs. It's not on the soundtrack itself. It's not, which is really weird. I hate that. No, no it's not well, weird. They it, do that all the time. But like at least like for the streaming aspect, it's yeah. it's not there. Huh. Um, right side of the bed was also on Burnout Three, which is a you know racing <laughs> game. Um, personally, on a personal level, that's my favorite album. My favorite song of all time by them. Five Viking and Chase with a Shot of Clarity is the last song in the album, which is very unknown, but it's I, I love that song personally. All the songs on that album are actually phenomenal. The Crimson's one of their popular ones. Right through the Bleeding Mascara is probably one of their top I'm main songs. That's, that's a... Very, very good album. The third album, 2006, March 28th, A Death Grip on Yesterday. It actually peaked number nine on the Billboard 200. Uh, 69,000. Um, sales, which is much less than the other one. Uh, X is underrated, but I feel like this was the, the, their first attempt at going mainstream. It is. Uh, X is and O was, was their their main their main song. It's also on uh, Madden 07. I didn't realize I was off that album. But um, Brandon Sellers, the drummer, was a lot more prominent in that album. A lot more uh, clean vocals. Uh, I believe The Theft was actually one of their first like slow songs that they've ever written, or at least put on track. Still a, a great song, but uh, positive reviews on that end. Now, The Slight Decline, early 2007, they changed their record label. Uh, Hollywood Records, which is, uh, they made an international deal with Roadrunner Records. So with the new label, uh, they began to do their fourth album, Lead Sales Paper Anchor. Uh, interesting side fact a jigsaw puzzle was released on their website and they actually had to uh, the goal was to piece together the auto eclipse in the correct order for becoming the bull which um, this album actually got a lot of uh, slack for and you can you can uh, side for me on this one uh, becoming the bull was actually on AAF which originally oh, it was played everywhere it had a lot of radio play and like which when is I actually how I've actually caught on to a trailer was I heard that song and I was like hey okay and then you do you know what's funny is when I heard becoming the bull I thought it was Papa Roach it's much different than their actual like it's it, all clean it for was the most like part. the way the way that the guitar worked the way that they like did the vocals like even just like the the general tone and like the sound and I actually brought this up in our first uh, podcast but people hate this album because of the fact that it's a lot more mainstream but like I said it, it got on the air it got on well, AF. It got out there. You so know that, you, that's how I. You know what happened? Like when I heard "Becoming the Bull," I kind of wrote the album off. Right. I was kind of like, "Ugh, that's brutal," and like it wasn't like necessarily top of mind. But like if you actually like get into, mm-hmm. you have to. Go, you, we have to go back to the B sides, man. The stuff yep. that does not get played on the radio. Do not worry about the fact that "Becoming the Bull" got played. Mm-hmm. Lose I it. I mean, lose it. Friggin' when two become one. Yep, great song. Like that uh, song's blow, amazing. Blow is an awesome song. Like dude, there's so much great stuff on that album, and it was. And like... they're um they're um so this is kind of an interesting thing. They had two bonus uh, secret songs at the end. <laughs> they weren't they weren't labeled in the in the, in the you know the track list uh, in America. Now it's weird because it's split by country. So in America, Epic by Faith No More was was there was a secret track. They covered. Um, in Europe, they got clean sheets by the Descendants. <laughs> so it's kind of neat that they kind of did the two different. Because uh... when I bought the album, I I didn't expect number thirteen on the on the track list because it's not labeled. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I know this song, and Faith No More was the uh, was the one. Um, with this album, they actually toured in the U.S. with Taste of Chaos, 2008. Which I went to and it was phenomenal. It was a Treyu, Avenged Sevenfold, and Bullet My Valentine. That's a big Probably show. one of the greatest shows I've been to. It was, it was great. It was two, three heavy hitters all at once. Uh, and they headlined uh, the Revolution stage for Lincoln Park. Uh, moving on, 2009, 2010. There was a kind of a gap, like a three year gap. Um, Conjugation of the Damned and Covers of the Damned. So they did two. They did their actual. Congregation, which um, was produced by Bob Marlett, who actually worked with Ozzy Osbourne and Airborne. I thought you were going to say Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Which, mind you, Airborne is pretty much 
ACDC. In all fairness. Anyway. Um, also mixed by Rich Costley, who worked with System of a Down and Rage Against the Machine. Um, it was said to be darker and heavier, which, if you actually read the context of the album, all about zombies. All about zombies. <laughs> the, uh, the first track reminds me of uh, Bleeding Mascara, how it starts. It's really weird. Their lead singer, Alex, um, he quoted, it is a mix of everything we've ever done. Every song there is more melodic or rock-driven than there's a, there's a total shit-kicker. And I think that's what makes us a well-rounded band, because they can hit all aspects, which is, which is great. I agree the fact that they came back in that album. It's a good album. Now, their last song on the album, Wait For You, is actually like extremely clean, and it's, it's pretty. And even the fact that I know it's a Treyu, his vocals, uh, Brendan's vocals, it's phenomenal. It's, it's almost like a love song, but it, it's really, really good. If you want to stretch your mind with that. Open your mind to some clean mm-hmm. Treyu. <laughs> Just light that fire. Um, but this was actually. Pour yourself left. a nice IPA. Mm-hmm. Just cuddle or a coffee up. Coffee stout. Cuddle up to the IPA or to the music. Cuddle up to that big rock in the middle of your living room. Uh, gallows. Uh, sorry, gallows. <laughs> and um, bleeding is the luxury were the were the two popular ones off that one. Gallows probably being the, the higher of the two. And then pretty much after this album, they went on hiatus for quite a while. Yeah, they disappeared. Man. They pretty much. But they the zombies they, ate them. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they all uh, they all kind of did their own thing. Um, Alex went and did I Am War with the uh, guitarist to Bleeding Through, which is just heavy as shit. It's just angry, pissed, all nine yards. Um, Brendan did Hell in High Water, which we talked about earlier is, is great in, in their own sense. He wrote his, his stuff with Atreyu and didn't fit the bill, so he did his own thing. Um, awesome album, both of them. They were originally a Black Cloud Collective, but then they went to Hell in High Water. Uno momento, por favor. <laughs> Uh, 2011, Travis Miguel, which is their rhythm guitarist, um, he went to a side project of Fake and Figures with the release of the EP Hail the Psychophants. Sycophants. Sycophants. Psychopants. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Which the all-star lineup included Miguel, uh, Russ Martin of Heartwire, Robert Bradley of Scars of Tomorrow, and Justin Pointer and Heather Baker, which were both former members of Nightfall. Interesting. Okay. Uh, their bassist, Mark McKnight. Sure they weren't members they, of Dream Theater? Uh, yeah, I believe he did most of his um, photography. He does a lot of photography stuff. So he went with that route. Um, and then, so officially, 2014 till now, their official reunion... Uh, Long Live was the the album that came out most recently. Awesome bounce back album. I, agreed. Um, and it's funny because I, I had an in, I read an interview with Alex, the lead singer, and he pointed out directly, and this is kind of like a shot to let's sell paper anchor. He says I don't do any clean vocals because I can't sing for shit. Okay. His exact quote. He said I can't sing. So he said so I won't do it. So, uh, 2014, September 5th, they released a new song called So Others May Live. And they, they put it on their website free of charge. So you can listen to it. Um, if I'm correct, it has to do a lot with the military, okay. the, the overseas, the whole nine yards. Uh, they played at the Knotfest in uh, 2014. Uh, April 2015, April 18th, uh, the vinyl was released exclusively for Record Store Day when they had that. Uh, so Others May Live. So that album was actually set in different record stores, the whole nine yards. But um, 2015, the new album was Long Live was released. Or, I'm sorry, it was announced to be released. 2015, July 17th, was uh, when Long Live, the actual single, came out. And September 18th, 2008, uh, sorry, 2015, the new album Long Live was released. Which... I think it's an awesome album. It goes back to their roots a little bit. Which it's the the guitar is killer. Like mm-hmm. it goes, it's it it's like 
if they had a few years off, like they picked up right where they left off. Right. They're like, hey, it's like they didn't have even. It's, it's like, dude, <clears throat> we're all gonna get together next Saturday. What do you want to do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up and be epic. I um, again going back, I read another interview when this was all because being a, a huge fan, I followed them, made sure right. to see when they were coming out. I watched certain things, and they were saying that when they would get back together, it was like it was great. Which they took the hiatus to kind of recharge. Yeah, time kind of apart. Get back, came up exactly time apart. And they said when they when they were writing stuff, it was just flowing. Like there was no if ands, there was no issues. It was full blown. Like this is perfectly working. That's why and I think it's a good thing. Like that that it's more acceptable these days for members of a band to do side projects and then come back. Right. So, I mean, after that, I think they've they brought back well. I think they came back strong. Um, they even pointed out that this album's going to be back to the second one, The Curse. And that's what they did. I think it, I think it was great. I think it worked beautifully. Being a huge fan, I mean, I saw them, what, two years ago? You saw them, roughly? Gosh, feels like longer than that. Could be. I miss you. But I mean, I love you, again, one and of the I great, miss you. One of the greatest shows. <laughs> I mean, I've been to. I mean, the venue helped a little bit too. But I think these guys, and going back originally, like they, they went the mainstream a little bit, but they they did it to catch the the, the radio station to get out there, be like, hey, we exist. You know, they they did a song or two, and like like I'll go back to becoming the bull. Like I, I like I said, I. I'm guilty as charged. I wrote it. I wrote it off after I first heard it. I'm like, ah, that's that's a bummer. Like they're just gonna follow suit and like kind of do like the whole thing. But like once you get into like the album, it's like um, they're 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 who they are. Oh yeah. I mean they. Like we've talked about before, it's not the album, the song honest, that's released. It's it's the rest of the album right. that that makes. And I would be in all honesty, like so. We we talked about it, like a little a little bit ago, like when he, when uh, he was writing songs, it, it was either going to be for a trade or Hello High, High sure. Water. That one was probably right on that cusp. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was like, I might bring this this way, but hey, we could kill this over uh, here. Lead sail and paper anchor is, is very acoustic. There's not much drum action in it, but it's still a great song. I mean, for being the the uh, title track. But a trade you made like the loop that kind of was like, hey, we're we're who we are. We're gonna sneak out, check us out, and then they came back. So I mean, they've covered. Which I'm glad that they've came back. So 0102 is when they first came out. Like they came back in like what 16, 15, 16, 15. Mm -hmm. Long Live came out. Uh, We saw it right after Long Live came out. 15. Yeah, I was say I got I got 2015. July. July 2015. Yep. Because we saw them right after Long Live came out. Yep. And I mean, they're, they're true to roots. To be, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, like I, I, I mean, I got over my 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 uh, my, my my thing. Like wh- whatever your opinion is, and anything that like, came out, like they they've always been like true to roots. They just put out good music, man. Mm-hmm. Like they, I agree. Like they're just so good. I have like, all fifty three of those songs in my my playlist. If I was ever to play in a tribute band, like, it would either be a Treyu or Breaking Benjamin or Breaking Benjamin. Those are the two tribute bands. And going back, if anybody wants to talk about it. HMOA the number fact, six P A C K at gmail.com. Is my my biggest respect for them. It's it's unheard of. I mean Phil Collins, I suppose, yeah. would be the other one, but I mean rarely do you see the drummer sing. And to sing most of the chorus, to sing ninety percent of the clean. Yeah, I'm going through my mental Rolodex. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them twice. They've been flawless both times. When we saw them, they were great. And that band scream that I talked about earlier, I think the, the drummer is the lead singer. Is he really? Mm-hmm. I'd have to look that up. But there is a, because they opened for the Pantera Slayer show. The drummer is the lead singer. Is he? Which, Which it's, it's, that's it's great. very, I mean, very infrequent. I mean, that's, that's retarded in itself. It's like, I'm just going to. All respect for who can do that. Seven does? He does a shit ton. He does. He does. That's true. That's very true. He does. He does a lot of the, uh, the backups and well, he's, the, uh, the, he has the, a taken away from the trade segment. But, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty segment. much ending it. Don't but I mean, you. if you Done. haven't <laughs> if you haven't heard of Atreyu, and for the people if you haven't heard of Atreyu, stop listening to my podcast. That too. But for the people who who took I'm glad I've listened to Atreyu. The people who, too. who have taken lead sales and paper anchors, becoming the bull, and kind of wrote them off from there. 
Like, you, you gotta dwell. You can't take the radio song and assume. You, you gotta jump in there. I mean, Long Live is phenomenal. They have, a, have a little loyalty, you bastards. They have a best of album. I would say, in all honesty, if you if you are not an Atreyu enthusiast, like the, the way to go is like go actually pick up the best of Atreyu album. So fantastic. It it's goes all a, the way to... It's got a little sheep of the, the bow and a rainbow over it. Mm-hmm. And blood in its mouth. If you start Yay. track one and go all the way to track 18... It goes all the way to... Um, that gets up to uh, dead, um, Death Grip on... Death Grip on yesterday, yep. It's not going to get you to Long Live. So after, after you do that one, go check out Long Live. Because it, like, it's, it's a solid, great band. I agree. Great choice, great, great. Great, great, great. It, and going back, the fact that they, they've kept the same lineup makes a difference. It does. Because they've, they've expanded together. It's not, hey, this well, guitarist joined us, this grown, is my thing. They've, you know. Right, they've all together they've been evolved. the ups and downs together. Correct. For the love of God, come back to Boston more. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with that? Like, how can you not come to Boston more? The last thing I want to throw out is, is their covers album. With that album, they covered uh, Living on the Edge, Aerosmith's song, which is a great cover. But it, it, later Aerosmith, so it doesn't get... Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood, which is a Volbeat song. That's, that's strange. Which is totally strange. I mean... That's what I'm talking about! They, uh, they covered a Deftones song, My like Own Summer. summer. Uh, dude, I grew Matrix up with the Deftones. I could have went over that that evolution too, man. That uh, the boys are back in town with a few different other uh, leads, um, bands and stuff. And Holiday in Cambodia. Ah, uh, the Dead Kennedys. Yes. Fun fact, first song I ever learned to play on guitar was My Own Summer by the Deftones. Interesting. Fun fact. Fun fact. But that, that, is my, that is my end to my Atreyu okay. rant. To what? An unworking band? (laughs) (laughs) I want you to change! What? (laughs) The problem with Deftones... I'll pause this. Nice to done, Anthony, sir. Heavy metal over a six-pack live music report. What's going on, Heavy Metal Over Six Pack goers? This is your live music report. This is Marcus with Heavy Metal Over Six Pack. All Massachusetts shows this time around, July 13th, Worcester, Massachusetts to be exact. That is the Worcester Palladium. Your headlining act is Puddle of Mud, but like, let's be honest, who gives two shits about Puddle of Mud? This is a two-stage event. The, the upstairs opens at 5 p.m. The downstairs main stage opens at 6 p.m. We have acts like Without Warning, Bad Marriage, Inherit the Earth, and our boys, we've been on our podcast, episode 5, our boys in front of me are rocking this show, July 13th at the Worcester Palladium, Worcester, Massachusetts. July 21st, go small town or go big, baby. It's Winchin in Massachusetts, excuse me, the Snowbound Throwdown has six tribute acts, sporting tributes for ACDC. Sublime, Nirvana, Megadeth, Nine Inch Nails, and good friends of mine in Bullet Called Life. A full system of a down tribute. All day event, outdoors, Snowbound Club, Winchett in Massachusetts. August 4th, Twisted Metal Car Show at the Feet Music Hall in Providence, Massachusetts. Uh, excuse me, Providence, Rhode Island. Holy Christ. I have another one, Marcus. Uh... Bands include Death Rattle, The Worst of Us, Casting Shadows, Unbounded, and once again, our boys in front of me, plus some killer fucking cars, man, from like, you know, old school days. That is your Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Live Music Report. episode another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack this is anthony marcus and jay signing off see you next time